You guys, you need to get your hands on the water bottle everyone is talking about. The Hydro Jug. It is seriously one of my new favorite items. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than a half gallon of water so you'll stay hydrated all day long. Now say goodbye to filling up your tiny bottle every hour and hello to your Hydro Jug. Now Hydro Jug is cool because they are great for anything. Going for a run, going to the gym, going for a hike, maybe sitting down and watching a movie. It's perfect for all of that because it holds a half gallon of water. It is dishwasher safe and it's shatterproof. So it can withstand anything that life throws at you. Now Hydro Jug is awesome because they offer 40 different color combinations to pick from as well as these sleeves that help keep your water colder for longer and there's some pretty cool color combinations in that as well. Now each month they offer a special edition jug and a special edition sleeve and you can find that and all their other latest releases on their Instagram at Hydro Jug. Hydro Jug is awesome for the holidays because it's cool, it is affordable, and there's color combos for everyone. And let's face it, we all need water bottles. So if you want to get yours or one for someone you love, go to thehydrojug.com and use discount code COUNTRY to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code COUNTRY, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, at www.thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. Welcome back to the Member Country Music Podcast. This week I got to hang out with Parker Gray. We talked all about the Canadian country music scene, as well as her mission to keep country music sad. We talked about her brand new single, Cowboys Go. It was awesome. It was fun. Parker Gray, it's on the RCM Podcast, coming at you. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus, and today uh, we got my Canadian friend on, Parker Gray. Parker, how are you? I just want to reiterate this really quickly. I've been doing this for, um, I think, almost this might be episode 80 or 81, something along those lines. I had to look, but 80 straight weeks, and I have never, I have never. <laughs> had a Canadian country artist on the show. So this is the first one. This, you are number one. Yes. That's right. Oh my God, that actually makes me so stoked. And it just, it just kind of happened. Like, like I was going back and I could be wrong. I'm almost pretty, I'm almost like a, like a I hope you're not positive. wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Cause I was going back on my list and I was checking and I'm like, basically 100% positive that you're the first but people, and it just kind of happened that way it's not like I like planned to just like sure no that. no you did plan you planned it because you were like I'm gonna wait until Parker has some like real shit popping off that's and right. then she's gonna be the first Canadian and it's gonna be like the best thing ever so you planned this that's right so you know what you yeah got you got I know it. you don't have to <laughs> well I'm so grateful to be here so thank you so much for having me I'm just thrilled I'm so, so glad. So pumped to talk to you. So what people don't really know, and, and I, I want to, well, I mean, I guess some people do know, but people who don't like, who aren't obsessed with country music like you and I are, and like probably many people listening to this, but if you aren't, and you're just now finding the show and me and Parker, well, one, welcome. Um, thanks for coming along for the ride. It's probably going to be a little crazy and that is what it is and two um there is a lot of country music in canada and for a while i didn't actually know that until i think i just started figuring it out but there is some of some super notable names are from canada and like there's a huge country music community in canada right yeah i mean it's 
kind of it has its pockets for sure um but yeah there's a lot of stuff going on here it's just different i think we don't have like the melting pots that the u.s does like where it's like it has this like big kind of vibe we don't get as many shows in canada across all genres really in comparison but um yeah there's like lots i honestly think in the next three to five years you're gonna see a lot of people kind of like come out of the woodwork and you're like oh my gosh where have you been and they're like i've been grinding in canada like so i think there's some people gonna pop off and there's people that have popped off for the last year from canada really yeah and i feel like we've seen it more and more you know what's crazy is i feel like um there are people that create a pretty pretty great career for them in canada and then they just come to the U S and try and, and, and go and do the same thing. But I feel like, can, like, I don't, I don't know the story of some of these people. So, so excuse me for being, you, I guess not educated in this area, but like a Shania Twain, right? Shania right. Twain, she's from Canada, obviously, yeah. you know, Shania kicks ass. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of other, uh, there is a, there, there's a ton of other names. Um, uh, Shania Twain, uh, Lindsay Ellis from Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. Brett, did you say Brett Kizzle? Is that how you say it? Brett Kissel's from Canada. I always thought um, Tuesday, but I wasn't sure. Terry Clark. Terry Clark. Robin Alini's popping popping off right now. She's from Canada. Megan Patrick uh, obviously is from Canada. Megan so, Patrick. Yeah. Paul Brandt. Paul Brandt. Like, yeah. So like all these people, right? Um, like how how does because because I know Brett. I know just personally just by listening to Brett Kissel's music for the last like five six years or so. He is like he created a great career for himself in Canada. Yeah. I feel like yeah. a lot of people do that, but I feel like it's hard to teeter both sides. Like something like so, you're doing, like, it's funny you bring this up. And I think a lot of people get angry at me when I, when I talk about this, but there's this, there's this weird kind of thing from what I have assessed in the industry over the last couple of years. And it mm-hmm. feels like you need to pop off in the U S in first in order to be sort of accepted on both sides of the border. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's really hard to pop off in Canada and build a career in Canada and it transitioned the same way in the US. Yes. So like, I, it, I don't think it's like the ratio is one for one. Okay. Like, I really don't believe that if you launch in Canada, but if you launch in the US and like people know you as like, you know, your success is coming from the US first, then I feel like it's easier to transition to Canada. And I think m- most of that though, comes from the fact that most country music it like the origin is the u.s right so we are following most often what's going on in the u.s first so, like what predominantly. so what you're saying is it's harder to get the u.s to back you up than it is to get canadians to back you up but if you can if you can i guess succeed in the u.s and once Canadians figure out you're Canadian, they're all in, right? Is, is, is that I think so. I think so. Well, I guess I guess in a weird way that kind of makes sense because, like you were saying, was like the, the isolated pockets of country music. Like, yeah, if you if you travel down south and then you know up up like super north, there's good, like that's how I feel like that's kind of how America works. You're really south. There's a lot of country music here, and yeah. really north. There's a lot of country music here. Yeah, and it's just geographical. That's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Right? And I feel like you're right. I, and I don't, I don't know how that translates to Canada in terms of um, like geographical yeah. listens. It's just different. We don't have the same entertainment industry that the U.S. has. We don't, it's just like everything is so much more spread out and we can't tour the same way that you can in the U.S. Like you can go do like people like, oh yeah, I'm doing Texas for the next week. And you can hit 50 places like yeah. that. Yeah. And we can't do that here. Like, it's just not the same. And I mean, I also think that America in general, 
there's so many more subgenres. Like if you want to go into like bluegrass, red dirt, old country, like there's all the, and like, I'm not even talking about like the little pockets that are in between that, but like Americana as a whole has turned into this whole other thing. And like, again, we just don't have that the same way because there's all these pockets that like people are coming up and doing similar things. It's like, we have pop is big here. We have a lot of folk here. We have a lot of like indie pop here, but I don't think country is the same way. Like we have our association here in British Columbia and like there's it's, we're not short of artists. I just think that it's just different. Different. Which I think that the good thing about that though, is that like you said, like Americana is like a legit genre now. Like that's just like that's how it is. And there's like, there's so many things like that. Like like traditional like traditional countries like basically its own genre like like yeah like now I always say this and I've been saying this for a long time but country music and music in itself but in terms of the show country music is a filing cabinet and then mm-hmm. there's indents for every yes. subgenre as you go in yes right? and yes. that's why it's so great and that's why you can almost find something for everyone no matter who you talk to yes and I truly believe that but the good thing about that is that. I think that, like you're saying, like, you know, we, we have a lot of isolated um, pockets here. And, and like you said, the melting pot of, of country music. So I think that that could translate over into Canada in the next few years. Yeah. Like I would say that Calgary, because we have the Calgary stampede up there, mm-hmm. Calgary is really turning, like they have an incredible country community there. Vancouver, we we're starting to build one. I don't know what that's going to look like in the next couple of years. I just feel like so many, the other half of this is it's kind of our fault. So I feel like we leave. Okay. Like, because we see the opportunity in Nashville, right? Like it's like, you have to be where it's happening. So at what point, like there's gotta be somebody who comes back to Canada or comes to like whatever city you're in or like Calgary or whatever. And there's like, Brett's kind of done that. Rick Hizzle's kind of done that in his camp of camp of people, but at some point in order to build that legitimacy here in Canada of what's happening in Canada, someone of legitimacy needs to build that community. And we're all leaving. All of us end up going to Nashville. And like, you all want to be that You all want to be that legitimacy, but you have to do it elsewhere to be able to do it. Right. Cause you can't like, how are we going to be in the mix and mingle with all the people that are popping off if we're not in the city where it's popping off. So like, it's hard. And I mean, like, I'm talking about, I'm probably going to do the thing and go down in, in March and be there for six months and hopefully get visas and start the whole thing out. Because like, it's also, I can't pull inspiration here. Yeah. Like when I go to Nash, I have every idea under the sun because I'm in the place where it's all happening. And I'm hearing these different ideas and these different songs and like, I'm living in it. Whereas yeah. here, it's like, I'm just kind of working and I'm going to the gym and I'm coaching CrossFit and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's like, I'm not, ex- I'm not really living and yeah. I'm definitely not living in alignment with what I want to do. Right. So, yeah, I think, that, and I think that that's a storyline for a lot of people here who are trying to do the, the country thing and like, you know, write songs via Zoom all day, which is like which hard. I've, I've heard it's pretty difficult thing to do, but, and I, feel like- I mean, it's, I, I think it's not. I don't think it's difficult. I think it's different. And yeah. I think it's like, I think being in the room is different magic. Yeah. And 
I think what happened the last year of forcing everybody to go to Zoom was really good. I think it forced people to get outside of their comfort zone a little bit and write with people who they typically may not because you're, you're not in the room or you're not in Nashville. And I know that worked out for me quite well, yeah. but it's, it's just, there's magic in being in the room. Yeah, so. I agree. And I think that it's like an energy thing as well. Yeah, I, I thrive one day. One day we're going to manifest it now. One day I'm going to do these in person. Okay. Of course you are. And it's going to happen. Yeah. And then the day I get to sit down and actually sit down and do these in person and like thrive off the energy of the person sitting next to me, you're right. going to tell a difference. It's going to happen. Like, I oh my God. Of course. I think that like, I mean, look at the Bobby Bones show. Yeah. Right. Like anytime that they had to go virtual, it's just different. Like the, like the, it's the whole vibe of like having a set and people in the room and like the, the spitballing and the energy and the excitement of it all. Like there's no topping that it's the same thing with like watching, like during the pandemic pandy, when everybody was like, okay, they're going to do this virtual concert. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. Like I'm not going to watch it. You could be my favorite artist. And I'm not going to watch it because it's not the same thing. I've gone to so many concerts and like Dermot Kennedy is one of my favorite artists of all time. Oh, that's cool. I like him too. I freaking love him so much. Oh my God. Like dream collab. Also, I think feel like him and Casey should do something together. That'd be cool too. That'd be sick. But, um, oh, I'll do it first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but like I need to be in front of the artist like consumed in what they're giving me like that energy of everybody in that room at the same time experiencing that same magical moment like (laughs) that's so sick yeah yeah like i honestly feel like i thrive off like actual physical human interaction like i really just do and and it kind of sucked well it doesn't suck like i'm sitting here and like i said we're on like episode 80 like i literally haven't missed congratulations Thanks. Like it's, it's so not fun. a small feat. It's not <laughs> a small feat though. Like it takes a lot of organization, a lot of desire, a lot of drive, and a lot of like, like we talked about earlier, keeping the blenders on, doing your damn thing, like sticking to your grind. That's not easy. Well, so congratulations I, to you, my I friend. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And listen, I appreciate I, you. I appreciate you more. <laughs> and at the end of the day, the way I see it is like without any of you guys, like none of this is ever going to happen. Right? right. And I guess without me being a little bit of a pain in the ass and people's DMS and emails and things like that, none it. of this is ever going to happen either. So right. the way I see it is like, this is really cool. Cause we're going to hang up this call. Right. And then we're going to talk later and it's just going to be like, we're friends. Like that's how we're homies. like that. That's just it. That, that's yeah. how it is. And it's, that's normal. Yeah. But I have had, it sucks. Cause like, I feel like, I wish I could just see like one person in person, like, like one person in like an actual real life form. Yeah, but you will. I will. I will. I think I just need you to like go down to Nashville for a weekend or like. But you like, also, out. what if I come to New York? Please, please do. I have please. all my, I have so many homies in New York. I want someone to come to New York. For the love Yo, of God. I'll come to New York. I'll come to New York. I've, I've got a place to stay in Harlem with these like two amazing human beings. I have so many friends there. I will come to New York. We'll hang out. Let's and we'll, do it. We'll Let's do it. We had, I had one guy from the show come to New York and I couldn't get there that weekend. One person, one person out of eight or something. One person. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's I'm do so it. Down. I, but uh, that's it. I'm, I'm down too. We can, um, I also want to recognize that when you said, uh, when you said the word pandemic, you said pandy and, yeah. um, I feel like it's kind of funny to just like make up random words instead of the word pandemic. So like, 
Andy. Um, at one point when I was like really bored, I was like, just like, oh yeah, from the panda. Like I use Pandy and I was like the, there's a TikTok going around where he was like, um, the panorama, the pathetic, like just the, cre- anything that's like P that sounds wacky. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I, do it. That, 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 I, I've heard that too. And I think it's the funniest thing, especially when people like don't warn you that they're going to do it. And they, they just like say the most random shit, which I think. Yeah. Is- everybody thinks that Pandy's pretty funny. Pandy is like, funny. I, I, I caught that. I've never heard that one before. Pandy. Yeah, I've been using that pretty consistently. There you go. Hey, handy, handy. Now, now I'm going to start using it too. Do it. That and panhandle. Yeah. I think I'm start using panhandle as well. <laughs> We've been stuck in this Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> We've been stuck in the PEMDAS. Remember PEMDAS when we were kids playing <laughs> math? The PEMDAS. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's super it. cool. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about some uh, some uh, country music here because that's why. Oh I'm my gosh! Talking. Yeah. Um. Okay. So some things that I really want to know is that yeah. I always like to ask this question, and I hate using the I word. The I word, if you can take a guess what the I word is when it comes to people you're listening to, because yeah, I just think right. it's a boring question. I'm sorry, boring. So I don't <laughs> use it. What I want to know is that when I was growing up, I never listened to country music. Okay. Almost never. And right. it's because I just, I just didn't. Like it's not what people were listening to. And I just, I yeah. just, now later in life, that changed. And by later right. in life, I mean probably what am I, 23? Probably like 10 years ago at this point. Okay. Maybe, maybe, a, little, okay. maybe a little less, like eight or nine. I kind of want to know like what you were listening to to the point where you said, like, oh, this is a cool genre. And I don't want to know where you pull from. I just want to know who you were listening to and who you thought was cool. Like growing up. Yeah. Like it doesn't even have to be country. Oh, it's, it's so weird. weird. It's like um this ranges from Shania Twain and Tim McGraw, Faith. To Blink 182, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, and like that lane. Like, I was so dead set in the middle of watching um, our channel was much music. Like, that was like RMTV. Yeah. Um, But it was Canadian, obviously. Um, (laughs) But I was dead, dead in the middle between flipping through CMT and much music. That's cool. Like, there was never, like, my mom always really listened to country music. Um, and I don't even know what my dad listened to. I feel like all I know if, when I think about my dad, it's like ACDC, but I don't even really know if he listened to ACDC, if I'm honest. That's uh, just the easy answer. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, that's dad vibes. So, duh. um, but yeah, I was, it, it was like your OGs of country and then whatever much music had, which was like all of your pop stars yeah. and like punk rock. See, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's nice to have that, that little, that little flavor. That but little- even that's me now. Like yeah. I probably listen to more country. I don't listen to country the way that I used to listen to country. Fair. Like now I'm, I, I spend, and I don't enjoy music the way I used to enjoy music. Really? Like, yeah. Because I, my brain goes to assessing, like analyzing what's going on. And I spend so much time in the lyrics of like, Oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that internal rhyme was kind of cool, but like, Oh, they really flipped that hook. Like I didn't expect, like, there's only it it is it's hard for me now to love a song to the point where I've got it on repeat and there's like five songs right now four or five songs right now that are doing that what, with are, me. what are they what are they uh Ella Langley's um hate me if you have to which is like okay. blew up on TikTok yeah. but I think it's a really smart song um little by little Patrick Deroni okay um it, this is an old one but corner by Dermot Kennedy okay um I like that song 
what else is kind of in the rotation right now? Um, oh, um, Girl Going Nowhere, Ashley McBride. Oh, I listen to the song at least twice a day. And I love it. I'm listening. I'm going to watch her tonight. Oh, I just love her. I, I think that I'm she's sorry. like an unsung hero. Like I think, I think, okay. I, I truly believe Ashley McBride is the best thing country music has to offer today. Oh, hands down. There are going to be some and people it, that don't agree with that though, but I think that Ashley McBride, and I'm saying this as an Eric Church lover, Ashley McBride is the greatest thing to happen to country music today. I think she's, there's something. So, literally the triple threat. Oh, for sure. 100%. She's so real. And so like, if there is any, if when people are like, oh, I'd love to collaborate with Dolly. I'm like, whatever. Like, she's amazing. Yeah. She's, she's epic. Like, would that blow my brains out? Yes. But in terms of like my life and where I'm at right now, Ashley McBride would uh, like, I wouldn't have, I would puke. <laughs> I would puke. And I probably wouldn't be able to form sentences. Like I just couldn't, like it would just blow my brains out. And like, she is so smart. She's so down to earth. She is not the stereotype. She is everything that country music is mm-hmm. and like has been and should be like, so, she is the thing. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. I don't please. want to cut you off, but this is, this is a question that I think I need to ask you after you said this, because or else I'm going to forget it. So I was asked about like two weeks ago, maybe a little longer than that. I was asked if I thought, and this is why I'm going to ask you this, because we talked about how Ash McBride is everything that country music is and needs to continue being. Yeah. Like we said, triple threat. And that's, I think that's really important. And I was asked if I think that the, um, that the songwriter way of people writing their own songs and just kind of making a really big, impression on someone and then that continuing into their artist career and like less song pickers more songwriters now um do you think that that's gonna keep going like do you think that that's gonna that we're, we're gonna follow that for the next few years like more people like as in like more people are gonna write their own stuff and release it instead of being great song like i honestly think for the most part the days of song picking entire records like like 15 records, you pick every all 15 songs. I think that's done. Okay, so here's the thing about that. Okay. I've always been, there's a, there. I'll get to this, but I've always been the person that has said, I will never, ever, ever cut an outside song. Okay. However, I'm in a situation right now where I was given a, not given a song, that sounds so privileged, but like I'd been shown a song like a year ago. almost now and this song has never left my head and I've been trying to figure out like who wrote it and then I finally figured I put all the pieces together this song feels like I wrote it yeah so I think that like uh, I get what you're saying I think that sometimes people are I think there's this weird uppityness right now about well if you don't write your own songs you're not an artist there's performers there's musicians. I'm not a musician. I'm not a musician. I can't fucking play an instrument. I can kind of play keys, barely. I wish I played guitar eloquently enough to accompany myself. I'm not a musician. I can tell you what I know, what I like, and I know what I want to hear, and I know all these things. But like, I'm an artist and a writer. Like that is who I am. And I think everybody has their lane, and everybody deserves to be doing the thing that they can really do. Yeah. Um. Do I think 
that people are thriving for authenticity? Yes. Does that mean potentially artists are going to try to write their song, their own songs more because that's also another stream of revenue? Right. Yes. Right. Do I think that people are though not going to turn down songs that make them feel some type of way like this song has for me right. as an outside song? It's the same thing with like Carly cut um, day one, mm-hmm. right? Great song. That song's tenor. I think Shane McNally and them talked about it and that song's like 10 years old. Yeah, it's old. So, but how relevant is that narrative to what she was going through right. after the divorce, right? So I think that like, it's going to be less around like, where did you get the song from? And does that actually come, does that song come from an authentic place for the artist? Right. And I, okay, so, so what I, let me just reiterate what I said before I have some people sending me text messages saying that I sound ridiculous. But um, <laughs> I think that, I think what you just said is literally 100% right. Like that is exactly what I would have said because personally, and I always use this example. Um, I don't even know if I've ever used it on here. So if I have used it before and like my neighbor's listening, I'm sorry for using it twice. But um, I always use the like a cowboy re- reference, the Parker McCollum song. Yeah. Because when he put out that song, he got a lot of shit for it. And it was because he didn't write it. And it's the first song he ever cut that he never wrote. Like he didn't yeah. even have a hand in writing, right? right. But then what he says, I because I, I only know this because I watched this interview. But what he says is that he he said like exactly what you just said. I didn't have to write it because when I listened to it, I felt like it was a song that that's already mine. Like it like yes. it, it just spoke yeah. to me. And, and and I think that the, what I meant was I think that the days of of fifteen song pickers like like guys like Jason Aldean or or like, you know, guys like that, that, that pick majority of their records. Cause they, they really don't have time to write all their stuff, but then again, right. they, they can write stuff, but they're just not songwriters. Like, I don't think that's right. a problem if they're not songwriters, but I think more and more people are becoming songwriters is what I'm meaning. And but that more and more that, people want to write their own stuff. Yes. And I also think though, that that is, that is because of things like Songland. Yeah. That's because of things like TikTok. That's because of this. It shows another level of intimacy with an artist that people are craving. So like, I think you get to see, like, I mean, look at TikTok. If, you're, if your feed is flooded with music in any, any way, every other one is like, we wrote this this week. Like, tell me what you think. Should I release this? When really they're going to release it anyways. So just like it. <laughs> That's right. Like I did the same thing. It's a marketing tactic. Yeah. Like, like 90% of the time, the song is 80% done. Like yeah. it's not new news, yeah. but like, sure. The average listener does not know that it's a marketing tactic that works. I can't hate on it. Cause yeah. I did it myself for Cowboys go, but um, I think that it shows, it gives people an opportunity to see a human side of people and be a part of the process, which I think is so like, it's so special. And I think that that's, that's the realness that listeners want to attach to. They want to be a part of your world. And if, if that means they can be a part of that songwriting process and see that and see the growth, then you're going to, you're just going to get more people attached to you. But then there's like performers, like the performers of the world, the Jason Aldean's of the world, like you're talking about, we're going to have those people. Oh yeah. And I love Aldean. I really do. So do I. I like, like I love them. Like I Cash is on this town is one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, and it will always be like, country uh-huh. boys world. Like, see you when yeah. I see you. Golly. Right. Inject so it like, in my veins, please. These are those are the people though, but they also came up in a time when songwriting still wasn't yeah. 
Elaine. They came up in right? a time where it was all about cowboy hats and, and, and right. you know, and, and like those, those little chain wallet things that, that hooked to your wallet that hooked right. to your, you know what I'm talking about. That, exactly. that, that's, that's the time they came up in. Exactly. So that's it's just, right. it's just different. And I think that like, this goes into the conversation of what's country and what's not. Yeah. We all have to let that go. Yeah. Progression is progression. You don't have to like it all. You don't have to like it all. And frankly, you shouldn't like it all. Yeah, because I definitely Because then that means we as artists are doing something wrong. Yeah. Like you can't, you you just can't. And then that also means we're not, if you like it all, we're not doing our job as artists to like write things that really mean something to us. Because if if somebody doesn't like what you're doing, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yep. I agree. It's hard. It's a hard job. I'm totally with you. I mean, I think that I always say that it is, it is my least favorite conversation. I think, but that being said, though, I think that there are artists that were country that that played country music in the past, and they have since done away with country music, and they're playing more. Some of them do more rock music. Some of them do more. Yeah, pop music. But, but I think that. But I think that I'm. I know you mentioned Casey Musgraves. I'm going to use her as an example only yeah. because. I think that Casey Musgraves, when she first started and for the first, I don't know, like five years of her career, did play country music, whether yeah. she was teetering on both sides or not. Yeah. But I think her newest record is a totally a pop album. Sure. Which I don't, you may not agree with me, but my, in my personal opinion, I think it is totally a pop. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. But I, I think, mean, you know, it's, it's my opinion. I think it's more pop than it is country, but I also think that her older stuff, like the like the record before it, I forget what it was called, was a little bit more country than pop. And I think that she was just trying to teeter both, which is fine. That's totally okay. I think that there's this like unforgiving, people like what they like. Yeah. And I think it's hard to- Get them away from that. Yeah. And I think that it's hard as an artist to constantly chase something that isn't fulfilling. Yeah. And who's to say- that that progression for her, like it's almost selfish of us to expect the same thing over and over again from someone because we liked it. And it's It's also almost selfish of us to tell her what she is and is not singing or anyone else. Like anyone else. At the end of the day, the definition of country music, there isn't one. There's not. It's all about, in my opinion, the only thing that matters is storytelling. And that's yes. Yes. There's a certain, there's a certain element to the storytelling that I think, makes it country or not country but i think if you have that agreed but then then it's like okay well then some country music can drift into folk yep like we can have this conversation all day long like you can it's like you're you're we're like this whole discussion about casey i think is really hard and i would hate to be in her position because she's just doing what she wants to do which is music and like the true Casey lovers will be Casey fans forever, 100%. whether 100%. they like it or not. And, and whether we give a shit of the, the new record being more pop, less country, whatever it is. Enjoy the storytelling it. in a lot of ways is very country in a lot of, in a lot of the tracks. It's so raw. It's raw. And I would also say, well, you don't like that record? You're still going to listen to Golden Hour. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I can't look at you and tell you that. Like, I've, I listened to it. I listen to it because I give everything a chance and then I go and I, to. and I pick what I don't like and what I like. And there are some songs I like, there are some songs I don't like, yeah. but I mean, I think it's the, this is my, my other, my other example here is like, you have like a Justin Moore or like, right. Or like a Cody Johnson. Right? right. I love them both. Love them both to the biggest 
extent. But some people don't like cowboy music, and that's just how it is. Fine. There are a lot of people that don't like, you know, and I wouldn't even put just I put Cody more obviously more in that category. But there are there are a lot of people that don't like traditional country music, and yes. there are some people that probably like old Cody Johnson or old Justin Moore and don't like right. the new stuff. And again, that is okay. And it's just not their thing, but they appreciate that it's good. Like, I just don't think in my personal opinion right now, like Casey Musgraves definitely isn't my, she's like, she, she's not my jive. Like it's, it's just not yeah. what I listen to, but I recognize the fact that she kicks ass. Like that's just. But it's the same conversation about Taylor. Yeah. Right? Taylor's a good one look too. at, look at every record side by side. Yeah. Not any none of them are the same not Not even in the slightest like you might have these like little bits of synchronicities but like do i don't like folklore okay fair it didn't do it for me and i love folk music like i love pop music i love folk music like i love things that are just different yeah it just didn't do it for me there's there's certain songs on the record that it did but i will go back and listen to the red record like it came out yesterday yeah and some of those songs feel like i'm hearing them for the first time and it's been how long later like everybody i think that i think people forget that like we're also in a business yeah so it's like if you don't change what you're doing then how do you go back you know what i mean like Like, if casey released tomorrow right and if casey released a record tomorrow that was indicative of golden hour all, every person is going to have, their brains are going to explode and everyone's going to be like oh my god it's the second coming like yeah i think it's smart sometimes to go away from something that you're normally doing to all of a sudden pull in a whole new group of people and introduce them to country yep i agree and i think that like until we keep letting these crossover moments happen we're doing ourselves a disservice because then all that's going to happen is we're going to hear the same thing over and over and over again sonically lyrically emotionally like it's going to be the same narrative and Mm -hmm. i think that we have to be open to progression yep i agree i I mean people like people talk shit about me all the time and i'm a nobody people like this isn't country like just because you said cowboy doesn't mean it's country just because you talked about whiskey doesn't mean it's country and i'm like that's fine that you don't think that let them roll with it let them roll with it that's fine because you know what you're still talking about me that's that that is you're still still gonna tell people to go listen to this that's right because this new song isn't country that's right that's fine Mm mm-hmm that's fine because I'm writing songs that come from a place of realness, experience, and storytelling that is like absolutely um, something I've lived through, which is like that is the root of country. Yep. Country is about like telling your story in the realest form. Yep. And if for you that has something to do with like, I don't know, something that's like irrelevant to me, it doesn't matter because that's your truth. And that's what country is about. Three chords and the truth, baby. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes that's true. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think that, that I think everything you just said is hundred percent right. And it's everything that I wanted to say, but just significantly less long-winded. So thank you so right. much. Appreciate I'm it. long-winded. I'm so long-winded. Sometimes I go on. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll close out this part of the conversation with this is the best way I like to see. It. And, and I don't know if you've heard of this or not, like you probably heard of this line before, but the worst, the biggest risk in life is not taking any risk at all. Oh, I mean, like my last single last time, yeah, that song 
I wrote with my dear friend, Luca Fugale, who's an incredible folk artist. And we wrote that song a couple days after my breakup, mm-hmm. which was like, all my songs are about, except for Cowboys Go, are about the same guy. And um, that song was supposed to live on a drive on my computer forever, to never see the light of day, ever. There was no, zero plan. Well, thank God that didn't happen because it kicks ass. It's great. It's a great song. But I played it at a showcase because I didn't have enough music at the time. It was, I played my church by Marin Morris and then was like, hey, y'all, so get your tissues out. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I'm playing a really sad song. So I'm so sorry, but I just have to do this. What's hilarious? And I, I kid you not, I gave a warning of that I'm bringing the mood down. Like, P.S. And that song was the song that everyone fell in love with. That was the song that people had videos of on social. Like, that was the one. And that was the catalyst for me releasing that song. But that was a massive risk. Because just because the 40 people in the room that night at that showcase loved it doesn't mean the world does. And that was the, like, that was the, that, that song changed my career. Yeah. It changed my career in ways that I don't even understand yet. I love it. Thank you. I I mean, mean, it's real. It's all of my emotions. It is verbatim text messages. It is like everything that happened in my life in like a couple year period put into one and then like the bones of the breakup it's that so is, real which is it's wild. real it's so it's real, real which is which is wild because like i feel like we all like i feel like we all a lot of people can relate to something like that yeah i've yeah. i know i can like i'm in an incredibly happy relationship but you know i've had my heart broken just like a lot of people have. Yeah. But, so i feel like you can totally you can hit a bunch of different people with that. I don't know, man. I just, I want to release songs that make people feel some type of way and that catapult people back to a moment that they forgot about. And I talk about this in my interviews often, but like, and I I like to reiterate it because I think people, everyone's like, ah, you're on a mission to make country music sad again. Like, why do you want to write sad songs all the time? Like, don't you want to be happy? And, and I'm like, yeah, but I think what, what we miss about that narrative and what we miss about, sad songs is you can hear a breakup song and be in like, like you in a happy, committed, stoked relationship or in a new love or whatever it is for you that day. And I think even if you're not in a happy relationship, I think that, or like, if you're not in a relationship at all, I think the beauty of this is that you can listen to a sad song that catapults you back to a time and a place of something like a breakup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sure that feeling can be, that emotion can be super raw and that feeling can be super real and in the moment. However, the flip side of sad songs that nobody talks about, which is what I try to talk about all the time, is how far you've come. So it might catapult you back to that day and that time, but you can then then look at that journey of like the moment when you break up with somebody and you're like, my life is over. I feel like my heart is in my butthole. I'm going to die. I don't know how I'm going to manage. Like it's so crippling. It's awful. Yeah. And every day after that, it gets easier. You just, you have to be okay being alone, blah. But then all of a sudden you get to this place one day where you're not waking up thinking about that person. Yeah. And that's a journey. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the beauty of sad songs is yeah. like, we are able to look and assess at how far we've come. And yeah. I mean, that takes self-awareness and all these things, but that's part of the reason why I think I love sad songs so much too. I, I agree. I think that, that um, you know, even... I feel like it's just, uh, it's just the words. And like, it makes you seem, feel like, okay, well, 
if this person can get through it, maybe I can do so. Right. Um, it, right. It, I feel like that's a big part of it. And I also and feel I like think- it's either they're, they're relatable and, and in a weird yeah. way, they're just so relatable. <laughs> Well, and if we don't share those feelings and emotions, what's the point are, of music? What's the point of music? And also, like, if we, if I have the gift of sharing my most realist, intimate moments with the world, and people actually want to listen to it and talk about it and talk with me about it, like you are right now, it's like I'm doing people a disservice that don't have the the gift that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying like a gift because I'm so high and mighty, like, and I'm really good at what I do. Not that the gift of like, I have an opportunity right. to share those things. I'm mm-hmm. doing myself and everyone else a dis- disservice. Like right. some people aren't as lucky as I am. Yeah. Like, and I think that, you know, we talk about music healing all the time and I really truly believe that it does. That is so true. That is so true. Especially like the past like year and a half that everyone had. Oh, I, man. I, I feel like music's the only reason why, well, music... I'll tell you this music's the only reason why I'm sitting here right now talking to you. So, so like, that's it. That's just how it is. And I think that that's just, you know, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, that's why I love it. And that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's like the the thing that gets me out of bed every morning. Yeah. Go and keep some, keep some smiling. That's that's why it's awesome. Let's talk about the new one. All right. Because I love it. And this cool little, um, how I know how you would describe it, but the way I think of it is it's like, I know in your description, you use like, it's a dreamy, like Western type song, yeah. which is a great way to do it. And it's like the only way I can actually describe it. Cause I don't know yeah. how I would do it the otherwise. Cause it's different and it's awesome. And it's, I just think it's like something that some people don't usually always touch on. I mean, yeah. um, so I just kind of want you to explain it a little bit and we're going to talk about it. It's, it's, it's called Cowboys Go. And Cowboys Go. You wrote it with my uh, two buddies, both that I absolutely love, Bo Armstrong and Colton. DeBain. I love them so much. They rock. Uh, if you wear an RCM t-shirt and or hat, um, Colton's the reason why that's a thing. And Bo just absolutely <laughs> kicks ass. So um, I love them. That when I saw you got to write that with them, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I like yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the song a little bit. They're my favorite humans ever. I mean, we went in that day. We didn't have the title. Okay. The title wasn't ready to go. Like we kind of were talking about different ideas and Colton has this way of like walking around the room and he'll just like talk out the lyrics. <laughs> He's like, cause that's just how it and cowboys go. And I was like, I was kind of talking about how like, well, it was a woe is me moment to a degree. And I was like, you know, dudes always just go <laughs> like, it's just how it is. Like, and it's this like level of being a pessimist about dating. And at the same time, this like sadness of like, you get, you're just over it. Like at some point you want to just have somebody who's like your cheerleader and your person that's in your corner. And like that feeling of loneliness can be so cripplingly crippling and so sad all at the same time. And I wanted the song to be dreamy and a little bit lighter. And like, I wanted it to catapult you back again, which is what I try to do in a lot of my songs. It's like, bring you to a moment in a space and time that isn't the present. And I think that the song has this like kind of like train beat to it that's still a little bit westerny that's got this like feel and this vibe that kind of keeps it moving but the the pessimistic piece of it where it's just like you know you hear guys and girls do this too like this is not guys only but like you know hearing the things that you think you want to hear but the 
but hearing it so often that it's like not believable or like, it's, it's like, yeah, sure. You're going to tell me that you're in love with me. And then in three weeks from now, you're going to peace out anyways. So like, why am I even entertaining this? And that's why I think the line, um, you know, like, it doesn't even matter if I ever get your name. Cause the same thing's going to happen. Like, and when we started writing it, it was kind of just like, it just came from that place of like, that's just, that's just how it goes, which is like, so sad. Like just succumbing to the fact that people just leave in your life. Like, that's so sad. That is so that is sad. So sad. That, is, that is like gotta be one of the lowest moments. Like if you are truly just like, I'm giving up. Like people just always go anyway. So there's no point. Like that is awful. That really is so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. And like, I'm very lucky. I have lots of amazing people in my life, but like that's true for some people. And I think that like, growing up in relationships and like trying to pursue people and pursue this like intimate, deep connection with someone is you can't seek that out. Mm -hmm. And I think we often are always just looking. And then in turn, we do that and we look and we find somebody and then they don't fill our boots in the way that people describe love to us. And then they leave and that's all we know. And that happens over and over and over again because we keep attracting the same people and I'm notorious for that like I'm notorious for doing the thing that does not serve me because I believe like ah there's something here and like I believe in it and this is different and it's like well it's not because you're the same thing is happening over and over again you're hearing the same things they're gonna go like that's just how it is so it's an interesting balance between like this pessimistic kind of snarky vibe with this like underlying sadness and like cowboys are the ogs of ghosting so that's true hello that's true modern dating meets og western world we're here for it that that's that's a good point i think in the modern dating world too people are just prone like there are a lot of ghosters out there yeah. so i think that's why it kind of makes sense i get i get it. it it totally makes perfect sense was it hard for you to write uh no no i feel like it was like i mean bo and bo and colton are so great because we just we throw around things that like we that feed the visual like yeah. you know you just like there's just going to be some tracks on the ground like those 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 things that are visually impactful enough it's kind of like you know hearing like seeing the gravel dust on a dirt road when someone just leaves like it's those things right that you you're like ooh, like it doesn't mean a lot in the grand scheme of things but when you apply it to a scenario like getting your heart broken like it it carries weight um it wasn't it was hard in the sense of like getting to like figuring out really what the bones was of the song and Mm -hmm and like how we wanted it to be built, but it was one of the easier songs to write for sure. Like emotionally, I was like more stoked because I'm like, oh my God, this is so kind of sassy in a weird way, but still carried all of the things that I look for in a song, which are the sadness and the story and, and like the heartbreak and all of those things. But I think for people who right now, I feel like everybody's kind of tired of dating. So I think the timing of it is kind of interesting. Um, So yeah, I I wouldn't say it was too hard. I feel like it was one of the easier ones for sure. I think that, I think that I like this song because of the fact that it's not, you just talking about someone who left or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like, like things of that nature. And and, and a lot of of people talk about that, which is why I think I like that. It's this whole other side to, um, to dating and to love for that, for that right. aspect, right? Like it's a whole other side that, that, you know, 
some people have not been through and I, I guess that's great for them but a lot of yeah. people have gone through that and yeah. it's, it's cool to to see that if like there's someone else out there that's going through a similar thing or really struggling you know like yeah they can listen to them and be like oh maybe i'm not the only one who's been crossed by a bunch of assholes like right you know that's then, i think the other part about it too is like in the bridge we say um like now you're saying you want me and you're saying that you'll stay so it also puts the onus back on me or whomever is like the one that's used to cowboys living because I think we get, we learn, we don't trust people. Right. And when something real does come along, we dismiss it right. because we're afraid of old love or old pain or um, the fear of like it not working out again. So we don't give it a chance. Yeah. So there's like, there's so many layers to it that I think like we have to go through in order to like find that right person. Cause then you trust it and it all works out and you're happily ever after. And <laughs> one day I'll get there, but um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And, and we all have to go through it that way. I mean, I know people who like met their husband in grade seven and they've been together ever since. <laughs> Yo, that shit's crazy. Crazy. I know, I know someone, I went to high school with someone who started dating someone in like eighth grade. Like I haven't had an article of clothing that long in my, like, like I don't, I haven't had anything that long in life. Like what? But cool. You got a person? Tight. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like people are digging it and that's cool. And I'm like, so stoked that you like it. And yeah. again, this was a bit of a risk for me. Dude, you got 10,000 streams on just Apple music alone. Did you not? Yeah. It broke 11, 11,000. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. It doesn't even look at what Spotify. It doesn't even look at Spotify. No, Spotify, Spotify. We just got on fresh finds country last week, right. which, or the week before, I don't even know anymore, but that like, that was my first Spotify editorial I've ever received. Well, there you go. And that's great. hard to do too. Yeah. I mean, all editorial is hard to do, but yeah. Um, yeah and I think Spotify's like just breaking 2k this week, which is cool. Yeah. But awesome. it's like, it's doing well. And, and I mean, I'm, it's cool. Cause I think like you can listen to the progression of my music and everything's a little bit different. And I mean, this is the most different, but I think this is like definitely where I'm going. Yeah. Like this is yeah. most indicative of where I'm going. For that's sure. awesome. I know that's, yeah. that, 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 that's great. And, and I think that, you know, if you, if you put out those songs to kind of test the waters and see which way you really want to go. And then once you find that one where you're like, Oh, I kind of love this. It's kind yeah. of cool to get to, to find that direction. And I will also think, which is pretty cool is that um, you've talked about how, you know, one of your goals for this coming year was to just kind of, you know, mix up your circle, collaborate with more females yeah. in particular. Right. And you got the chance for this, for this tune in yeah. particular, you got the chance to, uh, I was produced by uh, uh, came alone. And Malone, I, I didn't say that right. And uh, Gabby Grella, who was the uh, you know mastering engineer. So yeah. it's kind of cool that you got you got two dudes in in, in Bell and Colin, and then three girls. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I and like I mean, that. like, That's awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, my management introduced me to Kate, and when we were talking about who was going to do it, because we turned it around very quickly, like everything kind of happened fast. Yeah. Um, I met with Kate, and my first conversation, I was like, "This we vibe." Yeah. Like. It is a vibe. And I, I think that women, there's still, we're still really behind in a woman can do just as good as a man. And I think it's really hard because so many records are produced by men. So we just inherently, 
And I mean, I'm still guilty for this because I grew up in society where men are like the leaders and all these things. Mm -hmm. And I will admit like working with a female, I was nervous. Like I didn't know what I was going to get. And I heard work that Kate's done and I believed in what she was doing. And I believed that she was the right person for the job. I mean, once we connected, I was like, this is a joke. Like, let's go. Like, let's make this thing happen. Like you are, she knew everything that I wanted. And I think that women who support women, it's an interesting thing. And I think that it, you have to get to a certain point in your life where you're comfortable to do so. It's like, I don't think everybody is used to that yet. And I still at times struggle with it, but I'm getting better because a society, but um, it, it was what I found interesting. And I mean, I've written with more females over the last year as well. And that was also a goal of mine. And I think that there's a bit of magic because women just understand each other. Yeah. And like, like dudes do, like, yeah. it's the same thing, right. but bringing that into my music yeah. from a production standpoint was one of the most rewarding, amazing things I think I've ever experienced. And it was just different. And I will say like the musicians who all played on everything were all men. And to watch her at Sound Emporium in the studio, directing this group of men and, and being so well-respected was phenomenal to see. Not that I walked into this thinking like, oh, people are going to disrespect her or like, you know, like belittle her or like dismiss her thoughts because she's a woman. But like, I think that we as women anticipate that type of interaction, which is awful, but it was so cool to see how, um, just how well-respected and like, it was just, the dynamic was so cool. And I like, I, I know that as part as being a female artist, it's part of my job. If I'm going to preach about supporting other women and women having a, a bigger place in the music industry, then I, that's also on me. Right. That right. also means I have to work with people right. who, you know, are female writers or what, whatever it may be. Um, and I'm proud of that. And I'm super proud that this song is the way that it is. And like, you know, like Kate's a, Kate's a boss. Like I'm, man, the fact that I even have the opportunity to work with Kate blows my brains out on a daily basis. Cause I mean, she's done some really cool things, but um, yeah, I just want to see more women crush this industry. Yes, I love it. I love it. I think yeah. that that's awesome. And you know, when I read that, I said, you know what? That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the engineering. Like Gabby, Gabby is insane. Happen. Like it's very He's insane. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky and I can't even, the fact that I've come across some of these insanely intelligent human beings who are so talented and so wonderful to work with yep. is just like, yeah, That's I hope we see more of this. I want to see, like, I think we haven't had a female producer be nominated at the Grammys for producer of the year for a couple of years now. There was one woman who has been, and I can't remember her name. It's slipping me right now. But I want to see a woman win that category. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. It'd be really cool. And I think I, we're I, seeing more and more of a shift, which is, which yes. is awesome. I but, mean, we're seeing even just in the industry as a whole from corporate, like more women being put into power position, VP roles at the labels and everything else. And I, yeah. I love seeing it, but this is just the beginning and yeah. we need to see more of it. There needs to be more. I agree. And I think we will see it. So I do too. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think we will see it. And I think that what you're doing is fantastic. Thank you, my friend. um, You know, everything you're, you got going on is great and I love it and I'm here for it. And I'm a fan as well as a friend. So, you know, that's (laughs) that's why we do it. Right. But you are life, (laughs) (laughs) but you really are awesome. And and, thank uh, you. I wish nothing but the best for the single. And I wish nothing but for the best of just kind of going forward and, and, and doing your thing and just, letting it rock and, and, and blocking out anyone that disagrees and just kind yeah. of 
kind of rolling with it and uh, seeing what happens. If you got to punch someone in the throat, you got to punch someone in the throat. Yeah, That's you just do the thing. <laughs> well, honestly, thank you for doing what you do because without you, this wouldn't be either. So like it takes people like yourself to have a dream and an idea and to really push and pursue it and, and give your time the way that you are. And it's you, our music wouldn't be introduced to people who we don't know without people like you. So thank you for doing what you do. It's well, very appreciated. Well, I, I appreciate that. That means a lot. I, you know, I don't take any credit, but I do appreciate that. So Parker, thanks so much. I really hey. do appreciate it. Everybody, you can go follow Parker on Instagram at Parker Gray, all one word. Uh, that's P-A-R-K-E-R-G-R-A-Y-E-E. -E. Don't forget the E at the Don't end. Don't forget the E. Don't forget the <laughs> E. Uh, go listen to Parker's music wherever you listen to music. A new single, Cowboys Go, is out now. Uh, go stream it, go love it, go share it, do all the great things that we love to do. And uh, thanks for tuning to another episode of the Memory Country Music Podcast. Remember, you can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, now iHeartRadio. And um, tune in each week. I really do appreciate it. Uh, this is another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. You love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Parker Gray. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Mm -hmm.